Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yes, g'day, Sheldon Footycast live from Backchat Studios. What, Skeet? What are you laughing at? Oh, just you on the drums, I mean, <laughs> seriously. I've, I've been chatting to the Southern River Band boys. They're Man, big right, fans yeah. of this show. No, no it's, a, it's a dual compliment here. <laughs> they're fans of the show. Not just me, but they're very big fans of Will Schofield. That's correct. Uh, the boys out of Thornley, the Southern River Band. That's them playing there. You are on the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings with you. G'day, Skate. How are you? Going really well. Um, I'm really excited about tomorrow night's game at Optus Stadium. And uh, yeah, we're at the, the business end of the year where top eight, top four, minor premiership, they're all uh, up for grabs. And at least we've got one WA team in the conversation. That's right. I'm excited about that. Something else I'm excited about. There's a Shelter Footy Cast night coming up at the Federal Hotel. Yes. You. I, both of us, maybe a couple of a West Coast Eagle and a Docker talking Derby preview on the Friday the twelfth. Looking forward to that. Yeah, get a couple of guests and have a have a couple of frothies and get down there and uh, bite to eat and support what's going to be a really big night. Speaking to the Shelter Boys, I believe there could be a couple of free schooners up for uh, grabs down there. Skates, you're going to be excited about that. We're due. Yeah, very good. You are. You certainly are. You've had 30 days off. Is it the first yet? No, it's not the first yet. No, it's a weekend this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, yes. so I've really timed that badly. But you know what? It's actually, it's quite good for the uh, a lot of things in your life when it comes to sleep and clarity and, and rocking up to the footy. Thought <laughs> no, you were going, no, I thought you were going somewhere else there as well. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so Southern River Band, Shelter Footy Cast. We're all here Monday to Thursday. Do a preview, a review, a focus on the West Australian sides, Frio and West Coast. And we can do it all right here. Uh, you can follow us on socials, uh, Shelter Footycast over on Instagram. You can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. The inbox been a bit quiet of late, so I want to get some emails. I want to tell your stories. If you see something in regional footy, you've got something funny to tell us, we'll read it out, Skeet. I reckon we'll give, give the people a bit of a voice here on the Shelter Footycast. Absolutely. I've got a little story a bit later just Ooh. about a nice uh, gesture by a local metropolitan footy club 
to go and help out a regional community. But that's uh, just very good. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is the email there. Don't forget that event on Friday the 12th at the Federal Hotel, Shelter Footycast Night. Not sure what will be going on down there, but we'll get into it. Some big moments, big stuff happening in the preview this week, preview of round 20. Alistair Clarkson, he doesn't have a job at the moment, but there are some vacancies in the AFL. He's been chatting to a few of them, I believe. Where's it? Where, where's he going to get end up, Alistair Clarkson? He's spoken to GWS and spoken to North Melbourne. Yeah, well, if, if footy coaching jobs were on Tinder, he would just oh. yeah, it, 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 the world would be his oyster, really. I mean, in in terms of what do you know about Tinder? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I know bugger all. Zero. But what I can tell you that he, he's in demand, and yes. look, there's two suitors, and obviously he's only at this stage, and I can't see that changing given Essendon's. Uh, Recent good form. Um, there's no other club really that's that's in contention, is there, to, to change their coach at the end of this season? No, I mean, Gold Coast were being thrown up at the start of the year. No. They won't be doing that. So, um, so yeah. look, he's met with the Giants. Alistair Clarkson's met with the Giants, uh, I think, two or three times now. Yep. And also, Sonia Hood, the chair of North Melbourne, caught up with James Henderson, Clarko's manager in Tasmania in last weekend. Off the back of that, Ricky Ponting. Oh, I heard Ricky Ponting's name being thrown around. Sorry, what, what does Ricky Ponting have to do with anything? He's a North Melbourne supporter. I, I, okay. Well, who, do you, who do you go for? Who's the team you go for? Me? Yeah. Uh, Perth and yeah. Waffle. Well, so are you out there scouting for Perth's head coaching job? What's Ricky Ponting got to do with it? Uh, yeah, what's well, a good point. But he's, I think he's imploring North Melbourne to throw everything at. I'm not sure. Who cares? Would... Sorry. Who cares what Ricky Ponting thinks? Yeah, well, a, a former Australian captain. I think he's, he's got a, a very good sporting IQ. Okay. I'm not sure if he's got any official involvement, but it's made headlines because he might I have found come it out. I found it hilarious. Yeah. Well, bottom line is. Going back to your original question, Clarko, does he choose North or the Giants? I think it's an absolute no-brainer. Really? And who is it? It has to be GWS, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, in terms of the... And he talks about winning a flag and being competitive. That that team is is set up, albeit they've got some complications, I think, with player retention, with the salary cap keeping their big names there. I would have thought the Giants, to me, have uh, a lot more advanced than North Melbourne in, in so many areas. Yeah, I agree. I guess it will be a bit of a lifestyle thing for him as well, though. He, he is the sort of guy that could turn around the football club that is the North Melbourne Kangaroos. They've, they're, they're storied in tradition. Um, yes, they've been poor for some time now. They look lost as a football club. But he's the sort of guy that can give them direction and can give them, is credibility the right word? Like getting in a you know multiple premiership coach like Alistair Clarkson may uh, lure some players there. You know, potentially, right now, no one's going to North Melbourne. No. If, if North Melbourne come knocking a trade period, you're going, see you later, don't even talk to me. If Alistair Clarkson suddenly is the coach, it gives some hope to players, which then adds to the list, which then, you know, maybe brings in a game style that he comes up with. He's always been a forward-thinking coach. So I don't think it's a one-way street at the moment. I don't think it's a guarantee that he's going to the GWS for that reason. You talk lifestyle decision. If you're getting $1.2 or $1.3 million uh, to coach a footy club, which is top end, yeah. you're going to settle in Sydney for three or four years, aren't you, if that's, if that's what's required? Mind you, as you say, if he's got um, – if he's – Children, I think they're they're year twelve now. I think they've. That's why he's. I think yep. from memory, his kids are growing up, or certainly not growing up, but they're at a stage now. It's not such an issue, which can be a, a, an issue for coaches um, as to where they settle. So, oh, just purely on football talent, I think the AFL. Well, the AFL is interesting because you'd think that they want him to go to the Giants, but given North Melbourne's parlous position, yeah, maybe they are saying, listen. 
Clark K. Let's so, sounds like you're bending away from the. No, no, I think feet. the Giants is his obvious okay. choice if he wants success. North Melbourne, you talk about it's a, it's a slow burn. I would have thought. I'll tell you what, if 1.4, 1.5 is getting thrown on the table, you and I will be up to Sydney for a very, very short period of time up there in Sydney coaching the GWS. Uh, I think I think he's a chance at North Melbourne for what it's worth. Uh, Liam Baker, who's been rumoured to be signing with West Coast, Fremantle's interested, sniffing around, the West Australian boy returns, signs a two-year deal with Richmond. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. He's a premiership player, and he's had a really good season, hasn't he? Hey, Dan, you're behind the mic right now. Can you please just Google who... Liam Baker's manager is. I honestly do not know this. I think it could. I it would not be surprised if it's Colin Young because Colin is the master of contract negotiation, and maybe West Coast and Fremantle weren't much of a chance to get him at all. Yeah, maybe he was always staying at Richmond. I'm not sure. Look, I interviewed Liam when he first arrived at Richmond uh, at Punt Road. Of course, he's a I think a late Grace boy, so yep. comes from Fifey era. Yeah, same sort of area, uh, and he's just. Went across there, originally from Subiaco, as a, as a small forward. Yep. And he's now, as it stands, he turned into a, a, a defender who's push, pushing into the midfield. I'm not so upset that the Eagles or Dockers haven't thrown a lot to try, or didn't throw a lot to get Liam Baker. You know, midfielder, very good. But, yeah, I, I think there's other other ways to try and... Well, we spoke about him, and, and he, what is he? He's not your dominant big body midfielder. He'd be able to play multiple roles, but he's not. you're not paying him a million dollars a year, are you? And I don't think Richmond would have done that to keep him. Um, just finishing up on some big moments of the round, Optus Stadium, um, are they re-turfing it? What's, I heard Brett Ratton banging on about it. Well, what's oh, You've seen a lot of footy there the last month or so. Is it, is it okay to play on? It's slippery, and I'll ask you the question off the back of this. They've played a lot of uh, sport there in the past week and a half, including two... EPL practice matches. I think they had 30,000 for Leeds and Crystal Palace, 50,000 for Man United, Aston Villa, and then another, what, 35,000 for the Eagles and Kilda. So a bit of traffic on there over the past uh, week and a half. We also had a heap of rain. I mean, 60 mils, I think, leading into uh, Sunday, or even more than that in Perth. So um, the, the, the area that is of greatest concern is the broadcast side uh, yes. where, where we sit, which is uh, predominantly shaded, so therefore becomes difficult underfoot. And lots of players lost their footing at the weekend in the Saints-Eagles game. Tom Barris, to name just one of many players who slipped over, they go to ground, opposition kicks a goal. Uh, my question is, A, it's a, it's a winter sport. Let's get that on the yes. table. Going back, and this is well before you played footy, when I mean, yes. you think of the grounds... That uh, even even the Wacker I commentated footy this weekend in Lead of a Label, they were cogmires in, inside the centre square. Um, Princess Park, Moorabbin, Windy Hill. Are players too precious now? And are they also, and the players aren't complaining about this, guy, but do, do players now in, in modern footy, what sort of stops do they wear? No, it's nothing. <clears throat> unfortunately, it's nothing to do with the stops. It's, it's player mentality. And so I always used to pride myself on keeping my feet. Now, I may, not, I may have had my limitations as a player, but very rarely would I go to ground. Um, Daniel Pratt, uh, who was a coach for mine for a long time, it sounds silly, but it was one of the things he used to preach uh, above most things, was keep your feet. At least on your feet, you can stay in the contest. You can, once you lose your feet in, 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 you know, after a marking contest when the ball's on the ground, you can't impact the game. And it's player mindset. Certain players lose their no, feet. No, but they're, they're it, slipping. It's not mindset slipping. Is it their footwear? No, yeah. I'm telling you right now, just, just slipping because of their mindset. That's absolutely right. Did did every player fall to the ground on the weekend? No, but there are times a change of direction, and it's, so, it was so clear. T- it was clear they slipped. It wasn't their mindset. They've, they've, I, they've I, I, under, I understand. It's a, it's about it's about 
thinking about it's a slippery ground, don't try and plant your foot and try and go the other way instantly. You can you can you can have a mindset to keep your feet. It's, it, I'm not, I'm not joking here. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to talk away anyone else. If one player falls over and the other player there's another player in the same area of the ground doesn't fall over, is that is that the ground, is it? Or is that is there each player's one's kept his feet and one hasn't? Even well, walking to the car park at Optus Stadium, I understand. Uh, it, Does every person? My mindset wasn't to go to ground, but there was the time. Oh, jeez! That's but, what I'm saying, mate. That mate. So you're not thinking about. Oh, I'm not going to go to ground. You obviously don't want to fall over, and no player does want to fall over. But if there's two players in the same situation, right, and one's thinking it's a bit slippery, I'm not going to press off as hard as I possibly can and change direction. Take a couple of short steps where the other one plants a foot, slides out, lose your feet. That's mindset, mate. Mm. Yeah, so we should have had part of the interruption for this because I, I, I think that's extraordinary. You think it's it's in the player's head as opposed to I would, what's on I, their feet. I would say I'm in a pretty good position to answer it, and I reckon that's that's 100 percent right because across my career, I've seen plenty of players, and I would know the ones that would slip over, and that's mindset because no player wants to fall over, right? So the mindset of Tom Barris last week wasn't right. That's correct. Absolutely right. Jack Redden. So, the, the multi, so a lot of Eagles players. I almost guarantee you Tom Barras would have sat through vision of himself falling over with Daniel Pratt and, and they would have spoken about exactly what I'm talking about right now. Geez, a lot of players with a bad mindset last weekend. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, perfect. Done and dusted. But there were some guys that kept their feet, right? There were some, yeah. There. Okay, very good. West Coast v Freo preview. <laughs> Give me a little sting, please, Dan. Let's get into Fremantle Melbourne Friday night footy flag mantle. This is the game where backchatpodcast.com.au forward slash merch sells out the flag mantle gear when Frio get the win done here. I'm telling you right now, Fremantle, big game against Melbourne. Need to stand up. This is season defining. And now there's four games left in the season and they've they've set a lot of body of work. But this game right here, lose, back with the pack. Win, top four finish. Yeah, don't disagree. Don't disagree. Uh, look, they've got a, a couple of decisions to make. Rory Lobb, who has got that chest injury. Oh, I think he'll get up. Yep. He should get they up. They need him to. They need him. Um, but do they need Lloyd Meek to help out Sean Darcy? That's the question because we know Gorn, Jackson, uh, formidable ruck combination, and you put into the mix 15 mils of rain tomorrow and heaven help anyone who slips over uh, tomorrow night in the uh, slushy conditions because... Uh, We're not talking about rain. We're talking about the ground conditions. Ground conditions. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, will they go in too tall if there's a lot of rain around? If they take in Meek, Darcy, uh, Tabner, maybe Griffin Logue's classified, do they have to be mindful of, of, of what size team they take in? If the if the ball's going to be on the deck predominantly all night? You know what the traditional thing is? It's like, oh, it's going to be wet weather, the ball will be on the ground, can't play too tall. There's also going to be a lot of stoppages. Yep. And so sometimes there is an advantage to play two Ruckman. So, you know, Darcy's not in there just slugging it out for, I don't know, how many, how many, maybe 100 stoppages, whatever it is. Get in, make, freshen it up, get first use to the midfielders and get field position. And yes, you're not going to have Lloyd Meek taking marks all around the ground because it's going to be wet, but you get midfield dominance. So I think they will be considering doing it. I think it's a really good point, especially against Jackson and Gorn, because that's how Melbourne, when they're playing well, which they aren't right now, lost f- uh, five of their last eight. eight yeah. Is that right? Yeah, and their forward line. Look, I looked at some of the, the numbers. Uh, the midfield we know is elite, but the pressure that their forwards aren't creating, and Ben Brown, who's not playing, is uh, one of those, Wiedemann, another, they're really falling down in that area. Now, that is a mindset, obviously. Yep. That, that's that's a will to, to try and impact and, and create some pressure on 
on the opposition. So there's the issue of Fremantle's uh, of Melbourne's forward line and the issue of Fremantle's forward line as well. Let's be honest, yeah. Because against Richmond, they went inside in the last quarter and the third quarter a ton of times and came up empty primarily. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how that works out. Midfield wise, you think Melbourne has a slight edge? Yeah. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Both both of these teams are built the same way. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, they're very both forward lines. You could you know give or take it. How, sorry, how, yeah. how quick, how much kudos or how much uh, do you place on Dockers going back to that victory at the MCG and using that as a template? Or is it is that completely different uh, given the way the teams are playing and the way they're set up with numbers? They'll look at different things, but yeah, it's a good question. You know, uh, if you beat a team early in the year, do you go back and watch, you know, they'll, they'll pull some clips out of it, but realistically they'll be looking at Melbourne's last two to three weeks. And Stephen May... Went off that game yeah, early with early. concussion. Yeah, that's right. So, and they had Griffin Lowe set to tag him, if you remember. But then he started playing forward, and then he's gone on to play a real role as a forward, as a pinch hitting guy that can swing back. Whereas he came into the season doing the opposite. So, I think it sets itself for a great game because there's two great midfields, good ruckman, um, both good backlines. So, so the midfields will be sort of trying to get field position. The backlines will be trying to hold up against forward lines that can't really kick a score to win at the moment. So, it'll make it an arm wrestle if it's wet, low scoring. I think that's probably a given too. Uh, Melbourne's got a lot on the line here as well. There's this big clump of teams on the same points with four rounds to go. Melbourne's a premiership site. They are defending premiers. They will know coming up against a challenger that this is a must-win game for them. Hate using the term must-win, but this is a this is a huge, huge game in the context of the season. So, who wins it? Yeah, I'm tipping Fremantle. Uh, I just think look, fifty-fifty game at home. Yeah, I think you can trust the fact. At the very least, they're going to be super competitive. I'm I'm banking on that. Yep. And Melbourne, we know how good they are. But they're off. They're off. And just how long it takes them to get back on. So Fremantle, for me, Lever probably comes back into the side, which, again, fascinating how this plays out. But you're right, low-scoring game and and so much we talk about you know, cliches, but it is. It's, it's a really important game in the context of that top four. Um, I think Fremantle will win as well. I think Freo are hoping for a 50,000 crowd non-derby. Rain's going to hurt that a little bit, unfortunately. Uh, we'll keep moving. If you want your flag mantle gear, you know where to go. Head over to Back Chat. <laughs> oh, well, if they win this, it's flag mantle. It's right on, Skate. Tell you what, you'll, you'll have your flag no, mantle I jumper got, on. I just think, uh, yeah, no, fair enough. It's Enjoy the moment. In all seriousness, before we get to the West Coast, they win a final this year. Yep. That, to me, is a great result for the Dockers. I know it sounds a bit no. negative, pessimistic, or not aiming too high, but that given where they started the season, and let's hope there's more than that. Yep, no Nat Five as well. Should mm. mention that he'll be out with a hammy. I don't think he plays before finals, which is a big loss for their team. West Coast v Gold Coast Sunday, Metricon, real blockbuster. Eleven ten a.m. here, here <laughs> on a Sunday. On a Sunday. I, I, I've played in this game in particular, West Coast Gold Coast at Metricon. It's a difficult game to get yourself up for because it's eleven o'clock in your in your in your body clock. It's a bloody early game because you, you you have to get up around 7 a.m. to get your body going, Perth time. That's mindset, of course, like getting yourself right. Absolutely in the, in the, it is. The, I, I, find, I find it hilarious <laughs> that you're challenging mindset. Absolutely it is. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. Why, that's why West Coast will go over there and lose to the Gold Coast because it's mindset. That's why they couldn't because get – Because of time zone. That's why they couldn't get it, get it done in the first 10 rounds of the season. Mindset. It's a funny but thing, mindset. But the time zone. It's you're a funny time. thing, mindset, mate. It's it's how teams win and lose. It's not about the quality of players. It's not about the coaches. Not about the game plan. It's about mindset. I would say almost eighty percent of the time. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. So why? Well, well, what about the time zone mindset? 
or do you think it's so? So, ha- so, so the the, the, the welcome the to time this zone. this episode of pardon the interruption for the, the entire time show. zone. Yes, it is no. But they get there on a Friday. So, I, like this is this is exactly another great example. Is mindset around the timings of it? The Fremantle Dockers, for instance, are operating on Docker time. When they go, when they travel this year, they talk about Docker time. They do not set their clocks to the local time at all. No, None of the schedules are set to the local times. None of the players are allowed to change their phones. None of the, They don't know the actual time. They talk about docker time. And so there's been a bit of confusion of late because people say, oh, I'll see you at two o'clock and they say docker time or, or local time. I'm not joking. This is, a, this is mindset, Skeet. I, know, I, is- I, agree. I agree with that mindset. I just don't agree with it. You lose your feet because you've, or you slip over because you've got a bad mindset. I can, um, hear, I can hear that. West Coast... Um, Gold Coast Gold Coast Battle Ga- of the Coast Andrew Gaff 250 Yes uh, Where do you put him? I mean 250 is a bloody good effort And he's been durable it Just from his point of view So sad 2018 turned out the way it did Yeah I think Gaffy plays in that Premiership um, side I-, I think he's right up there With the greatest of all time um, The the ability he's had to be consistent I think externally The way he plays his football right? He's an outside player High possession winner. Um, externally, he's viewed as is exactly that. Runs around getting his touches, but he has been he's been consistently doing that for fourteen years. Mm. He's done it since the day he got into the competition. He's tough. Very rarely misses games. Yep. Never injured, but he puts himself in the hole regularly. Um, tough guy, consistent guy, hardworking. He's a leader at the club. He is he's non flinching to things. Off the field, you know, he doesn't doesn't go and have beer. He's very professional. I, I, I just think he's just one, he's one of the greats. Now, now I'm not not saying he's challenging in terms of accomplishments, but in terms of what what he's been able to do and his body of work as a football player, he's got to be right up there with one of the greats of all time. Because he'll go and play over 300 games. He'll be a one one club player. He's come out and said that in the media that if he doesn't get traded by West Coast, he'd like to stay at West Coast. I think he'll go down as one of the greats. Yeah. I'd- don't disagree. Look, any as I said, two fifty in all seriousness, that's a huge effort. He plays three hundred, which um, from WI and people will knock that, but you know, say oh, it doesn't. It is a factor, as you yep. would know, just that that extra uh, toll on the body. All of those things are great, but why do I keep here? Whenever I hear, hear about Gaffy, it's about the most uh, he's slovenly, yeah. horrible to room with. Why? What's the go with him? Oh, well, I think he's just he loves his sleep. Um, he, so he always wakes up and he always looks tired. He does this thing before games where he has to um, like wash his eyes. He like washes his eyes and he wipes his eyes. It looks like he's just got out of bed. This Every is, day. This is, no, this is two minutes before you run out on the ground, game time. Oh, really? He's got this, like, it's like a tick where he has to wash his eyes, rub his eyes. And so he comes out of the change rooms one minute before you and he's rubbing his eyes. It's like, Gaffy, wake up. It's like, wake up, Jeff. Wake up, Gaffy. And the way he runs, his, his running style, it doesn't look like he's a good runner, but he's been the best runner at West Coast for 14 years. Just gets it done all the time. I've got a lot of respect for guys that consistently perform, and yeah. that's what he does. Yeah, exactly. And there's not many guys in the competition because – Mindset. That's exactly right. You got to have a good mindset to get it done every week. You do, mate. I agree with you. you but do. it doesn't mean if you if you slip over something that you've got a bad mindset. That doesn't lose his feet very often either. Skate. <laughs> uh, who wins this one? West Coast or Gold Coast? We're, get, we're getting carried away. Today. Well, given it's uh, eleven o'clock start Perth time, the Eagles are no chance. Gold Coast. <laughs> you are win. you are a fair dinkum idiot. <laughs> <laughs> An idiot. Gold Coast win. That's correct. I agree with you. Uh, very good. West Coast and Freo. That's done and dusted. You are on the shelter footy cast. 
All right, let's see if see if we can keep things moving a little bit. Skeet and Scully doing mindset stuff here. Collingwood v Port Adelaide, eleven forty-five. <laughs> you idiot. Eleven forty-five Saturday. Early start for the boys. Collingwood. Port Adelaide's cooked already. That's next game. <laughs> Ah, this is very good. This could be actually your best work today. Well done. Collingwood, Port Adelaide. I mean, it's an interesting game. Port Adelaide uh, looking to make it 10 in a row. No, Port, uh, Collingwood is. Collingwood, Collingwood, sorry. <laughs> You've rattled me completely. Collingwood made it, looking to make it 10 in a row, uh, as are Geelong for that matter. But Collingwood, oh, they just keep finding a way to win, which you wouldn't believe it. His mindset. Well, it absolutely No, is. it's belief. It, yeah, it's it genuine is. belief, which is... Craig McRae, terrific. Look, the only question you're asking here is, how how often can they keep going to the yeah, well? That's yeah. that's the, the the MCG against the Bombers. We saw it in Scott Pendlebury's uh, milestone game in Adelaide, uh, and outstanding performance. Look, the, I I think they'll play finals. I think when they get to the finals, they'll be cooked. That's yeah. my gut feeling. They'll they'll spend so much petrol to get. I think they they have to drop one. In the next three or four weeks, surely. I mean, yeah. this it, you can't just keep keep going. I just feel to the world. I, and having said that, I'm tipping them here. Yeah, I I'm going to pick Port Adelaide as an upset. I, I think I think this is the day. I think Port Adelaide, but they're uh, gone, aren't they? Well, they are. They are. I, I just think I don't know why. It, it might be because you know Collingwood have just been able to get themselves up and up and up and up. And I think they're due for a down week. And I think this is the week. I think Port Adelaide get it done. I got a question for you. Who, who won the Brownlow Medal last year? Ollie Wines. Where, Where's you, he been? Well, it's his 200th game, isn't it? It's his yeah. 200th game this way. Yeah, it's I been a really have not qu- quiet year. Well, so maybe because we're in WA, if we're in South Australia, is he more... Is noticed it? him last year, though. Yeah, true. Brownlow yeah. medalist. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he's getting tagged in games. I've seen a fair, fair bit of footy of Port Adelaide. Bear in mind, Port Adelaide well outside the eight. Yeah. Last year, they were contending, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I yeah. don't know. I just It's not a knock on Ollie per se, but he just... You know, it, it happens a little bit with Brownlow medalists. The following year, they get a fair bit more pressure and there's expectation. And you just haven't, you know, it was the best in the country last year. And I don't think he's been anywhere near that this year. Jordan Dugowie, uh likely to come back in. Now, you speak of, of trying to bring some energy into the team. Well, that sounds strange given what they did at the MCG and the, the emotion and the Jamie Elliott yeah. kick and, and how that just uh, would galvanise the club even further. But I think having someone like Dugowie come back in, it's good. I, I do think they'll need to, to find something extra on the weekend. You think Port can cause the upset. Yep. I, I think I think Collingwood, until they fall over, I'll, I'm happy to stick with them. And, and away from home, Port Adelaide, yeah. scratchy. Yeah, you're probably right, but I'm still going to go Port Adelaide. Uh, sneaky chance Brody Grundy comes back into the team. I'm hearing maybe Mason Cox is sick Yep. and Grundy may come back in, and that'll make me look like an idiot. It won't change my pick, but it'll make me look stupid if he plays because he's a good player, Brody Grundy. Sydney v JWS, the Sydney Derby. Is that what it's called, the Sydney Derby? No, the uh, Battle of the Bridge. Oh, it is too. Yes. The Battle of the Bridge. I actually like that as a name. Yeah, a bit long, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit long for you. Maybe the Bob. Yeah. Bob. The Bob. The Bob. The yeah. Bob. Sydney the GWS. Bob the G. uh, GWS have been um, floundering a little bit. They've you know lost a coach during the season. They haven't been in good form. Sydney, on the other hand, they're my they're my guys. I'm locking them in as my guys this year. I'm backing them right in. Top four finish. I think they'll really challenge for the premiership. Don't give me those eyes. Sydney get this done quite easily, in my opinion. How do you see it going? No, I do agree. They're in they're no changes. Buddy's in form. Uh, ever since they came over to Perth and took care of the Dockers, went home, Adelaide. They had a bit of work to do in that one. But no, I, I, their run home is the 
is the blessing for them, isn't it? Before the finals, I think they can they can almost squeeze a top four finish, as you say. Just they're going to win probably every game between now and round twenty three. They play uh, GWS, North Melbourne, win Collingwood. At, 50, home, 50. at at the SCG. 50-50. Uh, and St Kilda. So that's a that's a light run home. They're winning at least three of those, aren't you'd, they? You'd, you'd think, think so, yes. Yeah. So they could win all four. And yeah, that's why I'm pretty strong on them. I mean, they're sitting in sixth position right now on 48 points, one game away from second position. Yeah, they're, 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 so, they're well placed. Yeah. Uh, and look, the Giants, uh, they're not sure where they're at because of their coaching situation. Got, Taranto, yeah. Hopper. Uh, Bobby Hill wanted to go home last year. We'll get his chance at the end of this year with uh, with the prospect of heading to. What is that? Why is there an? Why is there always an exodus from GWS? What's it? Well, is, is is it the is it the living in Sydney? Oh, and and I presume most of them live out in the the western of western part of they, Sydney. They live in some pretty nice areas. I know a few of the guys. They yeah. live in some. You know, like I think is it Mosman? Is that one of the places? Like by the river there. They've they've got some. They've they looked well. They're, they're not living out in squalor. No, okay. But my point is, obviously, there's a, a there's a flock go home factor. Yeah, for a lot of them. So that that's hanging over their heads. Uh, you Hogan, know, you know what changes that? Winning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We know you are right. Winning is, yeah. is very true. And that's why we hope sort of Gold Coast and Giants. I mean, Giants have been to a grand final. But yeah, Hogan misses this week. Tom Green both manage. Josh Kelly has got that concussion test. But no, you're right. Sydney wins. Yep. Okay, very good. Let's move on. They win the Bob, Sydney. I'm with you. Sydney wins. St Kilda v Hawthorne, 235 Saturday, Marvel. Uh, Jack Gunston needs a couple of goals. Kick his 400th. Kick five last week after returning uh, after the passing of his father. Um, thoughts with the Gunston family there. Uh, look, St Kilda v Hawthorne. I don't think this is a blockbuster by any chance, but St Kilda need to win to stay in this race. There's a th- it's a three team race for eighth spot at the moment. Richmond, St Kilda, Western Bulldogs, and St Kilda need to beat sides like Hawthorne to stay in the race for that. I have St Kilda as the third side of those teams to make the eight. Uh, because I haven't loved what I've seen. I mean, you saw them live against West Coast. They weren't amazing, were they? No, they're not. You're exactly right. I think they're the third team on form. What the Bulldogs did to them in the first half a couple of weeks ago, I think that shows the disparity between the, the two. And Look, St Kilda, I mean, you know that Jack Steele and, and blokes like um, Membry was good last week. King, good duel with Barris. They are uh, they're a very... Hard team to pin down as to, to how good they are. On their day, we still beat Geelong at Marvel Stadium <laughs> earlier in the season. They can play some good footy, but it's too inconsistent. They're not playing finals in my mind. They'll beat, I think they can beat Hawthorne. But again, it's yeah, they're, they're not a team that I have a whole lot of confidence in. Dan Hanbury, a chance to return. <laughs> hasn't he been, let's be honest, yeah. hasn't it been a, a, a disappointing result for the St Kilda Footy Club? Given his output, his injuries, etc., and him, I yeah, mean, yeah. He, he was a very, very, very gun. good player at Sydney, right? Absolutely, like, like he's played in grand finals. I think he won a premiership there, uh, like, and he was a star. And so, yes, it's been disappointing for St Kilda, but I don't think Dan Hanbury signs a contract thinking, "Well, I'm just not going to go and play for this football club. I'm going to be injured for the next four years." You know. I don't think there's many people rolling around that do that sort of stuff. So I think he'd be just as disappointed as St Kilda would be if they had their time again. Would they do it? No, but that's how it rolls sometimes. Yeah, but the, the problem with St Kilda, they've gone and got, whether it's been, you know, uh, Hill, Hanabry, uh some of these recycled players, I think Jones from, from Sydney as well. Yep. It hasn't. I mean, they weren't really in the window anyway, so I'm no. not quite sure. They were, they were pushing up, but I think I honestly think Fremantle, like, drafting is the the ultimate way and I think St Kilda probably are going to be left in that mid-range stage for a couple of years now because of the way they've set up their list. You need to get your drafting right, don't you? I mean Geelong Geelong brings in recycled players, but they but they draft they do draft well. 
Like, I believe they drafted Zook De Koning. He's going to be a star. Tom Atkins has turned things around for that midfield. Yeah. He's come out of the VFL, I'm pretty sure. Tom Stewart was drafted. He yeah. was, so you have to have a good recruiting team as well. You can't just say, oh, we'll just go to the draft and get the best available and build it. You have to get it right. Absolutely. Which brings us to who are you selecting, St Kilda and Hawthorne? Hawthorne. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Hawthorne. Hawthorne? Yeah, absolutely. Hawthorne. Yep. Oh, Without hesitation. Yeah, Hawthorne. Yep. Okay. No, we've just written St Kilda off. We've put them into the ground and may as well but bury But they, they still have something to play for, don't they? In all honesty, they have the, the top eight in their sights. Hawthorne, what are they playing for? Um, to beat St Kilda. Who are you taking? I've taken the Saints. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah. Geelong v Western Bulldogs. So I, I may as well just pick everyone different to you this just week. Go, just try and tip winners as opposed to going against <laughs> me as a, your first reference point. Geelong v Western Bulldogs, <laughs> 5.25 Saturday. I'll do as I please, Mark Reddings. <laughs> GMHBA Stadium. Uh, Fremantle Melbourne is the game of the round. This is shortly after that, I reckon. Yeah, the Bulldogs are in reasonable form. Yep. And Cats have been up for a long, long time. And I've looked at the teams they've beaten and they've, they've been excellent. And they deserve to be premiership favourites at the moment. Yes. But, of course, their biggest test will be yet to come, uh, given what they've done in September previously. But the Bulldogs were good against Melbourne. Geelong, 10th in a row. There is one thing you said to me earlier this year, though, which I think rings true. Oh, no. And you said Geelong are so good at getting up for milestone games for – their stars, their yep. guns, yep. and they've got one this week. Joel Selwood, 350. Uh, we talk about Andrew Gafford going down as one of the greats. Does Joel – oh, we're going to ask this a bit later on, but Joel Selwood's been a great a great servant, a great player. A champion. Champion of the club, leader. You know, his first season, um, he plays in that premiership in 2007 against Port Adelaide, almost wins the Norm Smith medal as a first-year player. Yeah, um, I remember and- that because I actually backed and tipped Stevie J to, to, to get the job done. And, uh, <laughs> and he did? God bless him. Oh, very good. Uh, I mean, he's been an outstanding player. I actually saw a really interesting uh, piece on radio by David King. Um, I enjoy some of his work analytically, and he spoke about um, – he'd had a few conversations with Chris Scott, uh, the coach of Geelong, because – David King had been saying that there were basically no chance to win finals by the way they were playing. He'd been touting it on radio and Chris Scott called him. Um, and, and it was around the fact that um, David King thought the way Geelong were playing, which was defending with the ball, which means um, a little bit like West Coast would do, mark kick footy, mm-hmm. um, you chip it around, build it up slowly, allow your defenders to defend behind you didn't stand up in finals and that's the reason they've been falling over in finals is because when finals comes it's a different mindset there's 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 a higher contested brand of footy and turnovers happen more often in finals true and Geelong weren't playing a brand of footy that enabled them to score off turnover because they were being too slow with their build up he thinks this year they've changed that. They've been taking more risks. True. They they play a bit more haphazard, a bit more not Richmond like, but they take take the game on with handball, run and gun a little bit and more. And they've got the players to execute, which is which is the, the beauty of their side. So yeah, I just thought it was interesting by David King. He thinks they've fully changed the way they've been playing this year. And Chris Scott said that at the start of the year, that they had changed and he didn't know if it would work. And it's it is working. And they look whether it's because it appears they look like they've got that they play with more pace. Yeah, you got Stengel in the in the group. Then you're right. They're, they're savvy recruitments, aren't they? The funny thing about pace, right? You know, you know, how, um, people always say West Coast too slow and that yeah. sort of stuff. The fastest thing that moves on the footy field is a foot. Is a footy. Footy, yeah. Right. So you don't need fast players. Yes, yes, you need a couple of fast guys to break lines. But what breaks the lines is 
good kickers. Yeah. And so, I mean, Geelong have got that. Lewis Cheddar going back to the yeah. West Coast. If you can be inside your defensive 50, yeah. hit that inside ball. You can't run faster than a footy getting kicked through the air. Yeah, and, and that that suddenly takes the ball movement inside this. Yeah, the transition is yeah. so much quicker. So it's interesting. They get Tom Stewart back as well. Massive. Who who wins this? Oh, no, it's it's Geelong. Uh, the, the venue, yeah. the milestone, the man, uh, Silver. Oh. It's – I don't – you'll not see anyone, I don't think, seriously think that the Bulldog – they're, in good, they're not in bad form, mind you. No, no. They're, they're in reasonable touch. I came in wanting to pick the Bulldogs because I've got some strong points to make. About You're the big Bulldogs. on them, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, at the end of the year. I wanted to pick, but after you've just after we've just talked through all that, after I've just pumped Geelong up, after the milestone, Geelong wins. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a fate complete though. No, no, it'll be a good game. Adelaide v Carlton, Saturday, Adelaide Oval. Uh, I mean, Carlton... They've they haven't faded. It's just this really decent block of teams in the middle of the top eight of the ladder at the moment. Yep. And Carlton are sort of at the bottom of them at the moment. I think they're in seventh spot in the, on the on the ladder. Um, they play an Adelaide side who've lost four in a row. Uh, yeah, I, I think Carlton get this done in the end pretty easily, but it should be an interesting game. Yeah, well, it's going back to look. I, I mentioned it before Collingwood played Adelaide, and I said they'd, they'd push them. Yeah, which you sort of dismean. You know, thought the Collingwood would smash them, but. Just the Adelaide's that type of team that can be competitive in this sort of game against Carlton. Yep. So that being said, look, I think Carlton's in the same boat as Fremantle in the respective. If they can play finals and win a final, that would be a huge result for Michael Voss first year. So yep. going with Carlton only because Adelaide. I mean, so you sort of see Carlton in the same box as Freo a little bit. Oh, not 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 term, in terms of development, but in terms of what the season. I yeah, think, yeah, no, if, that's it, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think if they can both. That'd be their their aim. Obviously, more than that'd be great. But to win a final this year for Carlton after what they've been through, yeah, I think it would be a. I think their fans would take that. Yep. So, oh look, I think they can beat Adelaide just by virtue of uh, you know Adelaide season just slipping away, and um, you know possibly pit net returns for Carlton. Um, and oh, he's small I'll, forward. Adelaide have been starting slowly. The games they've lost, they've started really slowly. Yep. If Adelaide start well, I think they can really challenge Carlton. If they don't, it's an easy win. I'll pick Carlton, but Adelaide starting well will change that a little bit. Uh, Richmond v Brisbane, a big game here. Sunday, MCG 120. Um, uh, that Richmond are in this group, right? Western Bulldogs, Richmond, St Kilda. Brisbane are in the group fighting for top two, top four spots. Uh, they're probably just the tier under Geelong. This is a big game. Liam Baker, of course, signs on for two years. Um, Richmond coming off the draw last week. Uh, we talk about um, Collingwood and getting the games won in the end and just getting over the line. Richmond have done the exact opposite. They started six and four to start the season. Since then, they've gone three wins, four losses, and a draw. With a margin. The four aggregate. losses are six, four, three, two, and a draw. So there's five games, right? If you win. But they win four of them. They're, they're top four. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they're challenging for top, top two. two. Yeah, honestly. Exactly. So, uh, look, they need to win this, obviously, against Brisbane, but so do Brisbane. So, how look, how deflating is it to have gone through that period? Does it mean that they. They've they've lost a bit of their confidence, or did, did, does it mean that they're I think, more steeled? I, I think like the the Frio game was not a nail in the coffin, but it was a a big like I can't believe we can't win we won't win one of these. Yeah, because in the past Richmond have won those games. That's what made makes them a good team. You know, over their successful period, 
they would always find a way to win. Yeah, that, that's, that, yeah. But even the circumstance, the Gold Coast, they led by, I think, 40 points. They got beaten two goals in the last minute, Yes, uh, essentially. Against North Melbourne, they kicked horrendously in front of goal. And last week, they well, the, won that. the two incidents late in the game meant that uh, Damien Hardwick, and luckily he's won three premierships, otherwise uh, he, he'd be... Bald like you and I. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, who are you tipping? I'm going to pick... I, I really can't put... I mean, at the MCG... If this was at the Gabba, Brisbane, no, no worries. At the Dan, MCG, Richmond. D- yeah, Dan might be able to get this up quickly, but Brisbane hasn't won at the MCG. I think it's 2014 or 2015. Now, I'm not saying they don't play there a heck of a lot, but guess what? If they're to win the flag this year, they're going to have to improve their strike rate because they are just unable to play the ground. And and is there a rhyme or reason? I mean, the Gabba well, is, you know, I mean, is it that much of a... I mean, West Coast were in the same. We're in the same basket when I was playing. We hadn't won many games there. I don't no. know. It just could be away from home, different different setting. Mindset, maybe. 2014, their last win there. Boy. Eight years ago. So who wins? Uh, I'm going, staying with Richmond. I thought you were going to pick Brisbane after that. <laughs> Big wind up and then pick them. Uh, yeah, okay. Both Richmond. Okay, Essendon v North Melbourne. An absolute stinker of a game to finish the round off. Honestly, this is an absolute stinker. Essendon, North Melbourne. I heard someone say that Essendon improved form and... Been, oh, please. Like, uh, yeah, see you later. Well, they have, they've improved, though, the uh, last five or six weeks. But guess what? They did that last year as well. I made the finals, though. Well, why is it they've taken this long to get themselves rolling? How frustrated would you be oh. as a fan if you were a fan of either well, of these teams? Let alone the coach. Yeah. Thinking, thinking what's happening. I mean, they should have beaten Collingwood. They had a, had a pretty good back half of the season, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it's, it's baffling. And I guess whether it's Alistair Clarkson looking at this North Melbourne performance, um, it's more about what... what what North are going to do post-season in Essendon uh, if they can try and finish off again with a few wins to help their marketing yeah, at the end of the season. I don't even want to talk about this game. Bombers. Okay, so I'm... Uh, Obviously. Yep, Bombers, very good. Um, game to watch for mine is Fremantle-Melbourne because when Fremantle win, we've both picked them, Flagmantle is happening. Uh, that's it. Game of the round, Freo-Melbourne. Footy cast here with Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Now, it feels like we've been PTIing PTI in this entire show, but we've got a couple to finish off here. You take one side, I take the other. Joel Selwood, greatest cat ever. One of the greatest cats ever, but <laughs> I, you know, I have to go back to the bloke that I saw. And look, people will go back even prior to this era, but Gary Ablett Senior was just so electrifying. I mean, I mean, when you look at his body of work, 242 games between 84 and 96, um, in totally kicked what more than a thousand goals. Uh, he was just and he kicks nine in a grand final against Hawthorne in '89. They lose. He wins to Norm Smith. Um, mate, he was just. Uh, did you ever see him? I did. I, used to, I well, I, I will support your claim. In people used to go to the football to watch, just Gary to watch Ab- him. Gary and Abseen, with yeah. all due respect to Joel, I had number five on my background up as a Geelong supporter. Exactly. Exactly. Now that's you know obviously Polly wore it with, and Polly was such a, a wonderful footballer, but not their greatest cat given what we saw from and and Gary Ablett Junior. If he'd stayed at Geelong, may yeah. well have been in this conversation, but we've decided probably not. No, he's not. So and why so- Joel? Why Joel? Well, I am going to say he's the greatest ever. Three-time premiership player. Yes. How many premierships did Gary Ablett win? Oh, so, so you're a better player if you've won a premiership. Is that right? Absolutely. Otherwise, I'd be absolute dirt <laughs> on the ground. Uh, <laughs> six All-Australian teams. Not sure how many Gary Ablett was I'll, in. I'll tell you, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think you've... Four-time most courageous player, three-time best and fairest winner. He's been the captain for 10 years. Yep. He's been the captain for 10 years. Now, 
I, like, I, I know I know all about you know the goals and the marks Gary Ablett used to kick. I sit in the front row and cheered him on in the goal. Four times All-Australian, three-time Coleman medalist, Norman Smith medal, as I said, so nine times. Six, six times time, time for Joel. Six times for Joel. Yeah. Only just the fourth. Nine times Geelong leading goal kicker. Oh, well, I mean, Joel's not going to lead that, is he? He's Geelong not- team of the century, which uh, Joel, I'm assuming, he's is, in. He's yep, in. Yep. Absolutely. Um, he was Geelong captain for two years. Mark <laughs> of the century. <laughs> Uh, well, now, how many marks of the centuries uh, Joel going to take? They're different players. Mark. I know that. No, I, I just think the captaincy for mine over a ten-year period to lead a football club that's winning premierships. So he's a premiership captain. Yep. Uh, the leadership and the consistency and the ability and the courageousness and the toughness to be able to do that for a long period of time and no one take that over. Almost every captain in the league, maybe Scott Penelope challenges him for time at the top. Everyone gets turfed out after a while. He never has. He's the best to have ever done it for Geelong. And leadership, no doubt. And look, this is a PTI where I think we could both be... They're both good players. But we, we're, not, we're arguing over, over very, very elite performers over such a long time. I was trying to find something strange for you. Australian International Rule Series captain in 2014. I bet you Gary Ablett never did that. <laughs> a few other things. Which, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, okay, now, uh, last one. Richmond, St Kilda, Western Bulldogs. Who makes the eight? We did this last week. Um, we're now down to three. We've scrapped. Can't remember who we scrapped. We scrapped St Kilda. Oh well, no, we scrapped some. We had four of them. Port there Adelaide. Last I think it was Port. Yeah, Why no. were they even in there? See you later, St Kilda. See you later. Yeah. Oh, right, St Kilda gone. Yeah, Richmond or the Bulldogs. Who's, Bulldogs. Who's I, I eighth think, spot. Yeah, I think Bulldogs. I know you're heading that way because of the uh, the form they're in and the midfield starting to get. get they rolling. don't talk them up. No, no, I'm just saying. I I still think Richmond's best. Is well, we've seen it. We've seen it. Except they just can't. It's like going out on the date. They just can't get the home base, can they? They're, they're just not able to. You know, like they just. Oh, it's it's frustrating. And if you're a Richmond supporter, you'd be doing your absolute nana in. They're, they're up at Lovers Lane. They just, they just, just the windows are steaming up, and then I don't know something happens. They have to drive home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just not able to uh, complete Close the, the, deal. the equation. So now I'm going to stay with Richmond. But um, I just have a concern about what the last month has done to their mindset, dare yeah. I say it. <laughs> I think Western Bulldogs, I think there's just a couple of little similarities between 2016 and 2022. Now, they lose the grand final last year. They made a great run coming into finals for 2021 last year. But 2016... Um, the big one for mine, and it's a bit of a long bow to draw, I know, but Bob Murphy goes out round three of 2016, right? Mm-hmm. They lose a champion, and it really galvanises the group. Not saying that this man is that guy, but in a similar um, sort of turn of events, Josh Bruce, if you remember, injured his ACL late last year, 2021, goes out of the side. They get him back two weeks ago, right? Jamara Hagen, Aaron Norton, Josh Bruce have only played together six games total for their careers. Jamari Ugo Hagen has kicked 15 goals two in those six games. So he's almost going at three goals a game. So it, it turns this first round draft pick, this number one pick, into a bit of a star because he's getting the third defender. They've got uh, attacking prowess now. And I think the Bulldogs, although they may lose this week against the Cats, will win their last three, finish eighth on the ladder, and make a play for the grand final this year in 2022. They are my Smokies of the year. Yeah, the dogs won't be playing in the grand final or winning it. So that's just uh, that's a complete uh, contradiction. The PTI is look they've they've they just haven't been consistent enough. Those numbers very impressive on face value, but winning the grand final from 8th 
uh, or seventh. Yep. I know they've come outside the top four and Adelaide did it going back 100 years ago, but it just doesn't happen regularly enough to have confidence that they can get past Geelong, that Melbourne won't do their stuff. You've already got flag medal shirts sitting right behind me. So which team isn't going to make it? You've already admitted Geelong's the premiership favourites. Now you've got, oh, sorry, Sydney you've got uh, knocking on the door. And now you've suddenly got the Bulldogs climbing through the roof trying to get a look at the action. <laughs> I look forward to ninthman finishing ninth <laughs> and you have an egg all over your face. Richmond aren't making the eight, let alone playing finals. Well, you might be right, but Bulldogs aren't winning the flag. Well, we'll see. We'll see in about seven weeks and I know who's going to be the stupid one out of the two of us we're both going to be looking as stupid <laughs> as each other like usual that's the footy cast done and dusted make sure you remember uh, two weekends away Friday the 12th of August there's going to be an event down at the Federal Hotel get down there and grab a schooner yes absolutely and one one, one quick country footy story oh, yes, that's sorry, to say, just very, yes. very brief yes. a great donation the Scarborough Footy Club they had this surplus of, of junior footy jumpers at the junior footy club um, because the, the order went wrong they've decided and, and they've sent them up to a Kimberley remote Kimberley uh community where the junior clubs up there all the kids can wear the green and gold uh, so shout out to the Scarborough Junior Football Club great job um, bit of community spirit there and uh, hopefully some of those young primarily indigenous kids are, are loving wearing I know it sounds strange but a set of jumpers that matches. It is. It means the world to them. So uh, just a nice footy story that uh, the metro area and the regional areas coming together. Usually we get a slab of beers out. We won't get them out to the kids. <laughs> I think we can get a slab of beers out to Scarborough Footy Club. I mean, that's a great great job. Really good skate there. Um, if you want to send us any of your stories, get them into footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Uh, I think we'll see you next week, Scott. Okay? 